The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Well, we got uh, got a case now in Arkansas that I think you guys are oh. going to be very interested in. Uh, in Waldron, Arkansas, Connor McKay, he grew up in the town, was a local community boy there, went to high school at the local high school, played football on the local high school football team, and knew how much that meant to the local community, knew how much that, that, that football team meant, and how many lessons of life that he learned as a football player. I don't know if you guys played sports or not, but I did, and he learned a lot of life lessons in sports. So he, he grew up, played sports, and then uh, went off, and, but came back and, and stayed there, right there in Waldron, High, in, uh, Waldron Arkansas, uh, and became a pastor there in Waldron. Uh, just this past summer, during football camp, during uh, the summer here, the high school football coach, his former football coach, invited him to come back and share a word of inspiration with, his, uh, with the current team or with the current football players at that camp. So he did so, and as a pastor, he made a passing reference to Scripture and went on. Uh, and not too long after that, he gets a letter, not he gets a letter, but the school district gets a letter from the Freedom from Religion Foundation, that group out in, <laughs> way over there in, our, in uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> they send a letter complaining that this, uh, quote, evangelist is coming over there and proselytizing the, uh, proselytizing the students wow. and all this kind of stuff. So apparently, just because he is a pastor... He is now disqualified from coming on to a school football field wow. and offering a word of inspiration to these players. Uh, we've sent a letter back, or we've, we've made an announcement that says, uh, no, look, we're going to defend the school district come hell or high water, going to make sure that this, uh, this pastor is prepared and able to continue his speech. We don't disqualify people from giving inspirational talks based upon their profession as a pastor. That's what these uh, groups of free thinkers and atheists and agnostics want us to do. We're not going to stand for that. So does it's, it, yeah, does it matter if, whether or not he uh, was a pastor? I mean, if yeah. if they just said, "Hey, Doc Thompson, come in because you blah blah on the radio," and during my blah blah to them, I was like, and I offered God, some blah 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 reference to to Jesus. I mean, the, is the, that going to be trouble? The articulation this morning, guys, is fantastic. The this blah, blah blah stuff is great. <laughs> Actually, we boiled it down to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, the uh, that's what the FFRF is wanting to say. The, these atheists are basically saying because you are filling the office of pastor, or maybe Maybe even rabbi or imam, you're disqualified from coming on to public school You can't school even grounds. talk. You can't even be there. That's wow. basically the, the, their okay. position on things. But, you know, if you were to come on and then for some reason the high school were to invite you guys to come on and give a word of inspiration, and let's just say you did reference uh, Scripture. I think he, he referenced the, the verse that talks about iron sharpening iron, right? That's okay. a good one, yeah. yeah it's, it's a good, a good verse and then, right. you know, kind of a applicable. popular thing out there. Very applicable, talking about leadership and teamwork mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, they would have the same problem with you, Doc, if you made that reference as well. Wow. Uh, the, the reality is that the, the, the Constitution has not been put into place to censor passing references <laughs> to religious texts on public grounds. That just is not the way the Constitution works and certainly doesn't disqualify you just simply because you occupy the office of pastor. I wonder it's. I wonder how many of the students even knew, depending upon how he said it, if it was just ironing sharp, iron sharpening iron, <laughs> how many of them knew the reference? You yeah, know what I mean? Knows? They probably did. The only way they became aware of it is because they actually are like, hey, wait a minute. Right? <laughs> it may have actually done them a favor. But there's a great story that happened after this whole thing went on as well. I mean, this, this broke news nationwide, went on Fox News and talked about it all. Uh, and then uh, Pastor McKay, Connor McKay is his name, he goes into the local diner there and he walks through the door and it's like a scene out of the movies. The, the whole restaurant goes dead silent. 
to hear someone like drop their fork on a plate. I mean, it just goes dead silent. And then, and then all of a sudden, everybody like gets up and starts applauding oh. and like reacting and supporting this guy. But this is what America is all about. Yeah. When you stand up for your religious liberty, when when you when you're wrongly accused of having done something wrong, when you've actually just followed the Constitution and done what you're supposed to do, people love it. And so I'm, I'm proud of the people there in Waldron, uh, Arkansas, and so many communities like that across the country that get letters like this and say, no, forget about it. Uh, this group sends out thousands of letters every single year. We call them nasty grams because they're just, they're half the time filled with nonsense and the other time filled with just a little bit of truth that makes it blow up into something bigger. But most school districts should do what this school district did and basically say, look, come and talk to me when you've got a real issue here. Right. But until then, we're going to wrap this up and put it in file 13 beside our desk and, and wait for something true to happen. Are there many school districts that get the letters from them because they i'm sure they're threatening on some level right threatening legal action which is always you know uh, a scare tactic yeah are there school districts that get these that are just like okay nothing to see here hand it to their attorney and it, nothing ever comes of it yeah yeah there are some of those and the ones that we're able to call those school districts we give them a lot of assurance to say hey look just at least wait for a second letter before you take any action because there's so many things that have to happen before there's an actual viable lawsuit i mean in this case for instance is a group from wisconsin going to be able to find a plaintiff can, right. can, can they find someone oh, in right. Waldron, Arkansas to actually come and bring that lawsuit? That's a pretty big deal. you got to actually really have is. someone to bring a lawsuit, someone mm -hmm. standing, someone that is able to bring that litigation within that school district. Uh, and so school districts, I, I, I regret to say, though, are, are more often inclined to respond to those with some sort of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't sue us, because school districts don't want to be sued. Right. Uh, it, it, and understandably, money's tight. I get all that. But at least the school district should stop, give us a call, go to firstliberty.org, get in touch with us, and let us give you an evaluation from our side to make sure that they're citing the law correctly, that things can't be rectified in some very simple manner, or very more often than not, just dismiss the issue. It's not a concern. It's funny. I, I Through all these conversations we've had about these, these are also billable hours. These are billable hours that the school district has to um, incur, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if anybody threatens to sue them, that means if you're in that community, in that state, or wherever that money is coming from, could be both, you're on the hook for this. Your tax dollars are being spent on this. So there's some outside source, because they're triggered by this, goes in and likely tries to find somebody who's uh been affected you know somebody to sue on their behalf and they sue and you're on the hook for the money on top of losing or potentially losing your first amendment rights yeah that, that's right and I, I think in cases like this they probably have bots crawling the internet trying to find any mention of the word god in public school within a couple sentences of each other mm -hmm. and they take a quick look and have an intern write a letter i mean i think that's probably the extent of work that goes into half of these things i mean look could you imagine writing over 1200 letters a year I mean, you don't send 1,200 emails in a, in a given week, right, let right. alone a year of, of actual hard-written letters put in the mail. That's a, that's a difficult assignment. So, you know, it, we've got time in this life to do a lot of good things, and we, we find people sending these, these intimidating letters in the hopes that the school district would just simply fold and do something that the Constitution does not require them to do. I'm proud of guys like Pastor McKay mm -hmm. and others there in Waldron, uh, Arkansas, that are willing to stand up and say, no, look, this, this is silliness. Just because he's a pastor does not disqualify him from coming onto school grounds and giving a word of inspiration to these football players. Uh, yeah, that's um, Waldron, Arkansas, you said? That's right, so Waldron, that's Arkansas. Northwest. That's not too far from home. Not too far from where I live. I live up in uh, Fayetteville, so it's just uh, south of Fort Smith, not too far from here. That's yeah, right. Not, not that far. 
Uh, all right, sounds good. Uh, don't forget, uh, firstliberty.org is where people can find you, and you still have uh, all kinds of information up there, and it's a place they can donate as well, right? That's that's exactly right, and they can learn more about other football players or football coaches like Joe Kennedy. We've talked about yeah. him before. Mm-hmm. He's waiting at the Supreme Court to see if they're awesome. going to take his case here. We filed that a couple weeks ago along with another case up there on the Blainsburg World War One Memorial. I know we've talked a lot yeah. about that case as well. But all these cases, you can find out more at firstliberty.org, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're all over the place. Is it seem? I mean, we seem to get a lot of these sports-related ones yeah. uh, in schools, challenges. Um, is that new, or is it just the most recent round of it? Probably the most recent round of it okay. all. I mean, look, uh, Americans kind of order their lives around a few things, and two of those things are sports and religion. Okay. And when they intersect, we seem to have a, a special interest in those things. But, uh, you know, th- th- this is going to be important with Coach Kennedy's case, and, and really it's going to affect guys like Connor McKay as well. What happens with Coach Kennedy is going to affect teachers and coaches and administrators all over the country uh, and, and people like Connor McKay that come onto campus and want to share these words. The Constitution protects people like this, and we ought to be encouraging of that. I think our founding fathers, uh, if they even knew what football would have been at the time, yep. would be supportive of this, yeah. to say, look, people don't shed their constitutional rights just because they walk on the schoolhouse through the schoolhouse gates or onto the football field. You know, it's frustrating for me, too, and I think maybe we got ourselves in a bit of a pigeonhole over the years, too, uh, because most people in America have been Christian. I mean, that was the majority for years of of allowing people to limit others uh, First Amendment rights, specifically when it comes to religion, as long as it wasn't our religion. Yeah. You know, I'm, listen, I'm fine. If you're in Dearborn, Michigan, and the school has primarily Muslim and they're offering a Muslim prayer for the football game, I'm fine with that. Seriously, and if I'm not, if I don't want my child around that, then I say, I'm going to go to a different school district. Yeah, look, that's why we're all about defending religious liberty for all Americans, underscore the word all in that sentence. We represent the Jewish synagogue here in Dallas and several more around the country. Mm -hmm. We've represented... Um, a Native American sweat lodge cases, and we, we represented uh, a uh, we've represented various uh, Islamic cases as well throughout the country. That's a why, good thing. Why do we do that? Because of what you're saying. When you have religious liberty for one faith group, you have religious liberty for all of them. So it's it's vital that we as a country preserve the space to disagree. But it seems like in this country, despite all of our talk about diversity and tolerance. We simply want to silence those who disagree with you right. on eternal matters. That couldn't be farther from what the First Amendment was designed to do. It was designed to make sure that you and I are able to disagree, sometimes even loudly, o- over eternal matters. But at the end of the day, call ourselves neighbors, friends, and fellow citizens. We're losing the ability to do that, and I shudder for our future because of it. Well, and the difference is, if you're going to a synagogue versus a church or a temple or a mosque or any of these places— it's not affecting me. It doesn't matter. I mean, some of these issues we talk about, you can get, you get very heady and you go, well, this affects more. And the, No, this is you going to your church. I'm going to go to mine, and that's okay. And I have to be smart enough to recognize if they attack your church and I don't help you defend it, even if I disagree with your faith, they're coming for mine next. Yeah. And what is the implicit connection to all those things? Freedom. That's it. When, when we have religious freedom, it's the foundation stone. That's why the founding fathers made it the first of the of the amendments to our Constitution, without which the Constitution does not get adopted, don't forget. And so it is the baseline. If you build upon all the other freedoms and you remove religious freedom, they begin to crumble after that. That's why I remind my Second Amendment folks that the amendments go in order. You know, you don't That's defend right. the first one, the second one comes down too. My buddy uh, Mike Opalka's dad used to say, 
Uh, after the first, they're all second. <laughs> it's like, that's a great way to put it. All right, Jeremy, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Don't forget to go to firstliberty.org and help out if you can. Firstliberty.org. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.